Hello and welcome to the Meet Me and Isaiah podcast. My name is Marnie Clark. I'm your host and today we continue with our Meet Your Messiah series, A New Name for the Ashamed. It has been such a treasure hunt finding Jesus all over the book of Isaiah And a verse that has just really stood out to me lately is Isaiah 43, verse 25. It says, I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. I'm going to read that again. I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. I guess when I read that, I'm thinking, what does he mean for my own sake? And then I started thinking about how much God adores us, how much he loves us, and how our sins are what keep us from being in relationship to him. And what an extreme measure he went to to have a relationship with us so extreme that he sent his son out of heaven, the word made flesh, who dwelt among us, who took on our sins so that we could have a relationship with him. His desire for our for a relationship with us is so incredibly strong that he went to that extreme measure. It's just, it's more than we could even comprehend that it's like, if that weren't enough, look at Isaiah 62 and see what God says about you. It's pretty amazing. This is what God says. This is how he feels about you. And yes, it says Jerusalem, but we know that in Christ, we get to take on all these promises. When we accept Christ, when we are in Christ, All of these things are for us. Isaiah 62, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a burning torch. The nations shall see your righteousness and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be called a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken and your land shall no more be termed desolate, but you shall be called my delight is in her and your land married for the Lord delights in you and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as a, and as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. I'm going to skip down to verse 12. And they shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you shall be called sought out a city not forsaken. So I'm wondering, going back to the verse about how God says he blots out our sins 
for his own sake, and he will not remember them anymore. God so incredibly wants a relationship with us that he went to the extreme of sending his son, taking all of those issues out of the way. The sin is not a problem anymore. God has solved that. In fact, I love the verses in Colossians 2 that says, basically, he set all that aside, um, all the legal demands that were against us, because our sin really was completely between us and between God, and he could not have a relationship with us, but he took care of that by sending his son. So this is Colossians 2. I'm going to start with verse 12. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were raised with him through faith and the powerful working of God, he raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. So a lot of us are living and with an old name. We are living as if there is still sin that is separating us from God. And God is telling us, I took care of that. I set it aside. I put Satan to shame, to open shame, the powers that would try to keep you from me have been put to shame. There's nothing standing between you and God. If you are in Christ, if you have accepted his gift. And so why are we living as if that were not true? Why are we living out of an old name? Second Corinthians 517 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. So in Isaiah 62, the words that describe us in Christ are thus, a crown of beauty, a royal diadem. I love how it says a royal diadem in the hand of our God. When when we put ourselves in the hand of God, it is amazing what he can do. It says in Isaiah 64 that, He is the potter and we are the clay. And sometimes that's a very painful, sanctifying process. I can't imagine that it can be anything else as we're being formed into the image of his son. It it, it can be really painful. But everything that was standing in the way of our relationship with him, which he went to such extreme measures to have that relationship with us. All that's been taken care of. It's finished. And because of Jesus's death and resurrection, the Holy Spirit is our inheritance and he sanctifies us and empowers us to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. Because you are in Christ, God is pleased with you. 
I love this. Ephesians 1, 3 through 5 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Wow. When we read those verses, it's like, yes, that's what he was talking about. In Isaiah 62, when he said he would give us a new name, he adopted us into his own family. He transferred us from the domain of darkness into his glorious light. We have nothing to fear anymore. We have no more shame. We, how do we live in this new name? So how do we, how do we live in this new name? We have to continually, continually remind ourselves of this. We have to, it, it may feel a little bit uncomfortable sometimes because you think, really, does God really adore me? Is he really crazy about me? Does he really sing over me? Well, all you have to do is read his word and believe that it's true. It actually brings him great pleasure to know that you are meditating on these things. We have to because the enemy would like to lie to us and tell us that we're still in his domain, in his domain of darkness, that we are subject to him and that, and that, oh, well, you know, we're still ashamed and we can't do anything right. And all the stuff that he tries to tell us, that's just garbage. Zephaniah 317 is truth. It says, he will take delight in you with gladness, with his love. He will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Listen to this quote from Sylvia Gunter. She has written some beautifully amazing books. Um, this one, this quote is from You Are Blessed in the Names of God. And it says, you are welcome in his world. God has been waiting for millennia for the particular point in time when you were conceived. He smiled that day. You are one of his good ideas. He chose every pair of your 23 pairs of chromosomes and every one of your more than 10,000 genes. He was pleased when his plans came together as he wove you together in your mother's womb. He chose the day and the time you would come into the world. You are unique, one of a kind. There is nobody else like you. And so the only problem that was there was your son, was my son. God did all these things. He created you exactly the way he wanted to. But we all have a sin problem. But he took care of that. So that's not there anymore. So it's like, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Why are we living in our old identity when in Christ we are a crown of beauty? Why not just accept that and rejoice 
as God rejoices over you, accept his gift of a new name and ask him who you are. Ask him who you are in Christ. Ask him what he thought about when he was making you, what kind of relationship he wants to have in you, he wants to have with you. I'm going to read these words that God calls you in Isaiah 62 again. And if you're not driving, maybe you want to close your eyes. Yeah, if you're not driving, close your eyes. He calls you a crown of beauty, a royal diadem. My delight is in her. Holy, redeemed, sought out. Which one of those words is hardest for you to believe? Whatever that is. Here, I'm going to read them again. Which one of those words is hardest for you to believe? Crown of beauty. Royal diadem. My delight is in her. Holy. Redeemed. Sought out. Whatever one of those words is hardest for you to believe, talk to God about it. And ask him to help you believe it. He has given you a new name. He has transferred you from the domain of darkness into his glorious light. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook, or you can send us a message at info at meetmeinisaiah.com.